Hey, friend. Hey, girl. How you doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing. I'm. I'm blessed. Okay. It's been a great September. Is is starting out wonderfully already. Yes. Congrats on all your beautiful blessings. You know, and that's what we're not here to to talk about. You know, those things. We're here to talk about the journey today. You know, sometimes when big things happen in your life, you have to take a step back and realize that all of you know the shitty things that happen along the way, they had to happen. Right. Because without those things, you would not be here. And that is truly the testament of my life at this moment. Without the past five years, I would not be here. And, you know, it's funny because I was doing some research um, for our guest today. And um, I watched uh, her TED Talk. And, you know, it was all about purpose and, you know, the things happening along the way that lead you to your purpose. And so when I first came out of college <clears throat> five years ago, um, I was really in a space where I was like, okay, I got my degree. Now, next thing off the chest checklist is let's find a job. Working, working, trying to find a job, slanging shoes at Nike um on the weekends and on the days in between and really just trying to figure out life and things were not happening the way they were supposed to then you know I had a parent become very ill and we have to deal with all of that and you know then you find a job and, and what it seems perfect and you're happy and it's wonderful and then I lost it and in that moment that I lost it I was like well one I was super happy because it was it was a terrible situation, but in those after the initial happiness wore off and after my severance pay had dwindled down, I was like, okay, What's what next? are we doing? What's next here um, for me? And that was in 2018, and so for the past two years, it's been figuring out what's next, figuring out what steps I need to take, talk having very difficult conversations with myself because if you are not talking to yourself you're not crazy if you talk to yourself you gotta if you're not having those internal check-ins with you like then what are you doing it for if, if nobody could if you can't check yourself mm -hmm. then 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 what's what how are you growing but Absolutely. um a lot of conversations with myself about okay erica what is it that you want to do how what is your purpose here? And there were a lot of difficult down times. There were times where I was just worried. And what I've learned most about through these five years is that worry is not going to get you anywhere because you're not trusting God if you're worrying. First off, in the <laughs> last five months, six months is when I realized that I can't worry about shit. Okay? I can't worry about nothing. Exactly. If the pandemic has taught us anything, is that we can't worry about anything. And it's some way, somehow, it's like as soon as I just said, you know what, take a step back, give it to God, like that's when things started falling into place. And now I'm in a place where I like, I know and I have accepted what my purpose is and I've stepped out of the fear that I had covered myself in trying to avoid that I spent whole I was a whole journalism major in college you know how many times I avoided trying to damn write <laughs> like that's, not what you wanted to that's, do. that's 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 you know and and now I realize that I'm just like typical Aquarius I don't like being told what to do I don't like being told what to write and that's why <laughs> 
<laughs> I wasn't really feeling it. But still, I spent that whole time just trying to figure out the easy way out, trying to figure out how I can avoid this, but also still make this grand exorbitant amount of money. Um, you know what I'm saying? And not without having to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I'm not afraid of that work anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of, you know, what's to come and the things that I'll have to do, you know, to get where I want to be because I know that once I get there, it's over with. It's over with. I feel so overjoyed right now, you know, and, and I just, I have never been so um, excited about what's to come. So y'all, I just, you know, want to tell y'all if y'all are in a place where, you know, things are, I mean, and I'm sure this is for a lot of us, we are living in a time of COVID where things are unsure, you know, where, you know, your pockets are not looking like you wanted them to look, where your things in your household are not, you know, on stable ground. Like, please hold on. Please keep the faith. Please don't make drastic decisions. Please don't, you know, because I was close. Please don't, you know, forget that God has placed you here on this earth for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't put, it sounds so cliche, but he doesn't put us through anything that we cannot handle. He has built us up for the things. He has written our book, all of the climaxes and turns and plot twists and things like that. And he would not have written those things for you if he knew you couldn't handle it. So. Yeah. I'm happy that you had a great revelation for us this morning because I was, um, I just started the first day of this purpose driven um, 30 day challenge with Annie or Andrea Page Rouse <laughs> went to Howard with us as well. She'd be going by her whole name. So I'm like, let me give her a whole name. Um, but Andrea Page on Instagram and she started like a Bibles and bodies journey. So it's like every day we uh, read a scripture in the morning or whatever. I mean, you go at your own pace because obviously I'm on the West Coast. So I'd be like, girl, I'm not going, I'm not gonna be able to make the Zoom call, but you know, I'm here. So um, we do like a, a workout every day and then like she gives you like a grocery list. Um, but today the verse um, was from Corinthians and it says, uh, do all things for God's glory. And so she asked that, you know, you either pray or journal based upon like that and, you know, that be your prayer uh, theme. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, dang, like when you, um, when you do anything, like it says, do all things uh, in, God, in God's glory mm-hmm. or for God's glory. But, but that's like anything. That's what you put in your body. Mm-hmm. That's what you, and, and when you start thinking about it that way, intentionally, what you say, how you react, what you do, like everything is like full circle. It's like all of these things matter. Every step that you take, all the choices that you make, everything, all of those things, the things that you say to yourself, I had to catch myself because I was like, um, I text her. I'm like, I'm terrible. I missed the Zoom call. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not terrible. I feel terrible for missing the Zoom call. <laughs> right. But I'm not terrible. You know, just right. like changing the way that we view things and we say things. With mm-hmm. you. If you walk in God's glory, then, mm-hmm. you know, that's what will be given to you. So I'm grateful that you said that yes. and that we started to worry off today with that. Yes. Come on, somebody. Also, just real quick thing. If you like, sometimes it takes you because sometimes we we think we know what the hell it is that we want to do, like, and it's not what what it's supposed to be. So I think sometimes you have to sit up there and ask God, okay, what is it that you want me to do? What is your part? What? How can I fulfill your purpose? And and I started asking myself recently, like, how can what with writing, how can I do? how can I tr- translate that into God's purpose for me and, and, and moving in, you know, 
not in, necessarily in a godly way because I'm I'm still very much on a Christian journey. Your girl cusses. I do. <laughs> I'm not there yet. No okay. one is without sin, honey girl. No one with honey is girl without. Poop. Okay, I'm. I'm on that list, but um, it's about you know I had to think about how can I put something positive into the world? How can I bless others through my gift? And, you know, I think once you start to frame it that way, then it will be revealed to you what that gift is. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Hey, Hey, girlfriends. Hey, girlfriends. Hey, girl. It's Sammy. Hey, y'all. It's E. And we're back for another episode of Girlfriends Podcast, this time with a very, very special guest. So happy to have her on, Hope Wiseman. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, guys. Insert some applause here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Um, So Hope is going to, you know, chill out with us for a little bit. We're going to, you know, get into some things um, later. But, you know, we're going to go about the show as normal. We have a WCW every week. Uh, Samantha, do you have a WCW this week? Or Hope, do you have one? Would you like to go first? Hmm. I'd say um, I got to go with my girl Kamala right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people want me to hate her um, because of some of the, you know, her previous choices and how that relates directly to my industry, Absolutely. In the cannabis industry even. But I do not. I support her all the way right now. Um, and I'm excited that, you know, we're going to have a, a black woman vice president. And I think it's just one more glass ceiling that we are shattering mm-hmm. um, and, and we are on our way all the way to the top. So Absolutely. I'm so excited to see it. 1000%. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I'm super excited about Kamala myself and they're not going to get me to hate Kamala because it's just. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get, I, I understand where it comes from, especially when it comes to me and like my industry and how some decisions she right. made have directly impacted so I definitely sure. understand, but um, I hope everyone else understands that, you know, your decisions, the things that you do in your career and your life, especially when it comes, we use the term the politics, politics, you know, mm-hmm. in everything. Right. So this is like real life. Real, politics, right. right. <laughs> and she was trying to make it to the highest level of this. Exactly. She was a prosecutor. That was her job. So I look at it like, you know, I won't give my opinion on everything she's ever done. Um, but I look at it like, I mean, we're talking like this is real life politics. You don't know why people make the decisions that they do, whose money, you know, whose hands is in whose pockets. But none of that matters right now. We are out here trying to get the orange man out of office. Exactly. Get him out of there. Yeah, we getting him out of there. We are focused on, you know, women empowerment. We are focused on shattering glass ceilings as black people. I mean, and she has the, the package to be able to do all that. So exactly. I'm supporting her right now. 1,000%. I love that you brought that up. Everybody can't be a defense attorney, guys. You know, we can't say we want people <laughs> in the room and then get mad when somebody's in the room carrying out, you know, laws and things that were play, you know, put in place before she was born. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, Samantha, do you have? Well, my WCW was Hope because we're, ha- we're featuring Hope. Yes. Um, this has been a long time coming. I feel just to have you on the podcast, we reached out, or I think your people reached out to us a, a year or so, maybe two years ago. Yeah, like two years mm-hmm. ago. It was two years ago. Um, and we just, it just never connected. Um, but I think it's perfect timing. Everything yeah. is perfectly timed. Um, so I just wanted to 
first, just like, you know, spotlight Hope and just let you guys know a little bit more about her. We'll obviously get more in detail uh, later on in the episode. But if you don't know, um, she's the youngest black woman uh, dispensary owner, uh, straight from PG County. And uh, yeah, Marion Main Dispensary. I think that's like um, a big part of what I personally would like to talk about uh, throughout the episode. It's just like the cannabis industry being a woman in the cannabis mm-hmm. industry. But that alone, that one byline is like a big deal. Because we know how, we know for one, you're not only a black person in the cannabis industry, but you're also a female, a woman in the black, uh, I mean, in the cannabis industry as well. And from my experience of just talking to, I know only about two other women who are like extremely focused in cannabis out this way on this coast. And and when I talked to them, you know, they were telling me about all of the different factors they had, all the hurdles they had to hop over, similar to any other industry for women, um, to be completely honest, but very different because we are not supposed to win in this space, which is, you know, ironic that, you know, they put us in jail for it, but Mm-hmm. They profit from it directly. So I, I, those things, um, of course, amidst, amongst um, many of things that you've been featured in, um, you know, many publications and just a really dope woman creating a path for herself, herself in a space that is not necessarily mm-hmm. built for her. Right. And so, um, yes, I wanted to make sure that Hope was my WCW this week. It was very well going to be Brandy and Monica, but I was just like, you know what, I'm going to. I figure we get into them in the witch Yeah, yeah. We can get into them later. Did you watch Hope? I did. I, I was, if I can be honest, I was extremely underwhelmed. My goodness. Really? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Stick her face. I was like, damn, I'm bored. Okay, go ahead. No, um, really quickly, my WCW this week is Robin Roberts. Um, and I've, as a, again, someone who is, you know, had a past journalism life um she's been uh, a great inspiration to me just throughout her career um and the things that she's accomplished fighting cancer and things like that but it really got me to thinking because um i was watching the chadwick boseman tribute rest in peace chadwick boseman first of all Right, we didn't even acknowledge that. That knocked the wind out of me. Um, But she was hosting it. One, I thought that was so impactful as a as a cancer survivor that she, you know, was able to to shine a light on him. But honestly, just such a talented journalist, journalist. um, So you know, everything is well thought out. Everything is researched as it should be. And I think in today, where the media is so much under scrutiny, and there are so many things that we could say about a lot of our high profile members of the media, you have you know, Robin Roberts, who's out here doing it right and doing it well. And so I just have to spotlight her for that um, because she really handled that with care, with the utmost care. Um, And I appreciate that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the tribute, but that, oh, I I couldn't stomach it. Girl, you know what? It was, it wasn't that bad one i have to give props to abc because they pulled that together very quickly um and yeah because i'm like it, it came out like literally like the day after day after okay. yeah yeah um but they got it together really quickly and they did it really it was it was good it wasn't good. you know like as sad as i thought it was gonna good yeah well yes um what y'all been on so we know we got to get into some music we got to get into um i mean we might as well just start with the verses last night yeah um well if you're listening to this two days ago but the verses brandy versus monica is what everybody was waiting on hope mm-hmm. says that she was underwhelmed i'm curious to hear why yes 
you know, I just was really expecting a little bit more of a performance from both of them. I mean, I know no one sings really on Versus. I mean, they kind of do a little bit, but they like, know. you know, like now, I remember the now. first, yeah, they, they got to do something. Like I remember the yeah. first Versus battle that I was like, oh my gosh, was T-Pain um, and, and Lil John, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And T-Pain had me so hype. I was like dancing in my house, but I mean, like he's like running around his room. Like, I mean, it was... <laughs> It was extra because it's T-Pain, but like, right. <laughs> I just like that element of performance was like, that yeah. made it, you know, that, that made it. And I feel like a lot of other people like gave me a little bit more, you know, for them to, yeah. I mean, I was just confused. I was like, Brandy, are you channeling Moesha? And then she Monica, can you breathe? Like, that's what it was. That's what, that's genuinely what it was. That's what I was telling you last night. I said she's not singing because she cannot breathe in that quartet. <laughs> but she was. But then there was points where she was singing. Like at no, the- no, no. She, she, she totally came in with some sad. Because I told you I came in the middle, or not the middle, but I came mm-hmm. in. I didn't watch from the beginning. And when I came in, from my perspective, Brandy was doing a lot, and yeah. Monica was trying her hardest not to cut a fool in there and punch her again. That's what I felt. That's the energy that I felt in that little time that I watched till the end. But then after kind of going back and like seeing some of the earlier clips and stuff, I was like, oh, they just had tension throughout the entire thing. And Brandy awkward ass didn't know what to do. So yeah. she was just being awkward. Yeah. And that's what the whole verses became was just awkward. And then they had people in the back. Like to me, to me, I get it. I think that that is the element that changed this whole thing. Say so that you're trying to make it a bigger production. I like that it's on Apple Music and everything. But once you start adding in all the factors, you got your family back here. They saying a little snide shit on the side. Like I could just, I already know that the energy there, we don't know exactly what was going on. And mm-hmm. so you could see just like behavioral uh, patterns. Like, okay, they're both really uncomfortable right now, probably yeah. with each other. And so, no, they're not about to be performative at all. But I do think that a lot of what, what I told E last night, I think that a lot of what Brandy was doing was very performative. It was like, and not in a way of like performing her songs, but like acting. Yeah. It was just like not genuine. And Monica don't give that type of energy. She's going to give you who mm-hmm. she is. Oh, she said it. I'm going to give you who I am all the time. I don't really give a fuck. But Brandy, on the other hand, is just like this perfectionist. This like, I have it all together. Like, so... Uh, what are the kids saying nowadays? Like, right. Brandy, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you, know, like, you know what the kids are saying because you have a kid in these days. Like you and and Ciroc. But she didn't want to be wrong. She didn't want to yeah. be wrong. That's I couldn't the handle the Ciroc in the middle that nobody was drinking. I was like, yes. right. I said, what is the Y'all point? Y'all could of this at least put, gave him a Ciroc cup of water. Right, All right, a little sip of something. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I it's wish they would have placement. Taken a, I wish they would have taken a shot. Just a couple. Want, they should just loosen I'm up. I'm certain that Monica took a shot. Monica. <laughs> she probably was out there. I mean, Monica Gita. did not do a good job at hiding her face. There were so many times where I was like, oh, she's like, oh, Matt. Yeah. She, she wants to get up right now and leave. Like, but that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, she is the epitome of a city girl, of Atlanta yeah. city girl to me. Mm-hmm. And she don't know... We don't know how to hide our face. No, we if don't. we don't, we're not fucking with something, we're not fucking with it. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm not sorry. We're going to be cute Ooh. with you until you say something left. You can cut, like, it, it literally, Brandy came right out the gate it, talking about how she got smacked up. First of all, if anybody beat my ass, I'm not going to tell you. Talking about it publicly? We know. We That's know. That's not going to be public information. That was also, I already made it public. I did <laughs> not. Okay. You did what? 
I'm gonna talk shit. You go, you go want to beat my ass again because I'm gonna talk shit. Like I didn't get my ass beat the first time. Okay. <laughs> Ready up here talking about yeah, you. I know, I know you was uh smacking tricks. <sighs> and Monica but overall, was like, oh, well, why? But why yeah. do that? Why like, overall the 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 music? I personally music. enjoyed every yeah. every song from both sides. I'm a huge Thanks. fan of Brandy as a vocalist, so I was already team Brandy out the gate. Um, it really she made. I think you know where my perspective comes in because I'm looking at it like. Carson, California, Atlanta, Georgia, and just the type of behaviors that we have on both sides and the way that people handle things on this side of the coast and the way people handle things down south are very different. So that's kind of where I was coming in looking like, uh, now I'm really, yeah. Brandy, you just put a, I don't know about that. No, I, <laughs> I, I too was team Brandy um, and I was very pleased. Like I, I, I love both of them. them so much. But, you know, but Brandy, Brandy just had a, a bigger, I think, stamp on our childhood overall. Like, yeah. grew up in the late 90s. And if you love 2000s. music. And if you love music, like, you know, I do, I did really love the conversations that they were having around their music. For sure. Um, and just, like, around their vocal abilities and things like that. Because you can tell that both of them do have a great deal of respect for each other yeah. in that regard. And they're heavily regard. influenced by Whitney you yes. know, like both of them both have like their their, their vocal capabilities are yeah. there, yeah. but in terms of you know the range. Yeah, I said this on Twitter last night. I think where uh, I was gonna call her Moesha Child because that's how she was acting, Child. She it turned Tyler Perry like Studios into the yeah. den. I thought somebody was gonna bring her a smoothie. Um, <laughs> but where Brandy has the tone, Monica has the clarity. And I think that's where, like, and that's why I love hearing them sing together because it just mm-hmm. sounds so good. Together, those two things. I also together. think that where Brandy lacks emotion, Monica has like true. Yeah. It's like the authenticity because, and I know a lot of like my niece is is more of a Brandy vocalist than, and not because she doesn't have any emotion, but because like she's a perfectionist. So it's like, okay, I gotta get this run right, like. Mm-hmm. But over here, Monica's like, whatever comes out, I'm one take shoddy. Like, that's just what it is. And I think that that authenticity with, like, that rawness with that, like, theory mm-hmm. from both ends, it's like, it works so perfectly. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. It, was great. it was a beautiful night for them. First of all, we have to give them, we up here talking about their attitudes and shit, but they held on to one point something million viewers. Yeah. Oh, did they? Because I was watching from Apple. Yes. For yeah, three they had at least hours. a million vi- viewers the entire time. Yeah. That's amazing. Even That's in their amazing. little intermission, were they? And really- that was all. With- Right that was all and give us a one wish or something. One wish, right? He was back there. Wait a minute. Like, I don't know. So. What else you been listening to? What's new this week? Um, it's been a lot of music that came out. <laughs> I wanted um, to talk about Legacy. Yeah, yeah. Talk about. It. I haven't gotten into that. You told me about it, and I downloaded it, but I haven't listened. Listen, y'all know I love Legacy. The Wild Card. She came out with a whole album for y'all, and um, obviously, like I can't say that like um, it just came out. So I'm not gonna be like, oh, I sat with this music for a long time, but. As always, she's going to give you some bops. Um, Same Love is, is a song that I really like. What kind of love is that? Um, she only has, like, one feature, which I think is so dope. Like, she just stands alone. Her voice is enough. You don't need anything else. Um, so definitely get into the wild card. Uh, Let us see. That's my soulful pick this week. Um, 
Um, Jasmine Sullivan put out a new song. It's called The Lost One. Um, Jasmine Sullivan always likes to, you know, come through and break our hearts and scalp us bald and make and then leave. All, and then leave. And, and then leave. And you know, make you want to call people you have no business calling. You know, it's it's really. I love Jasmine Sullivan. I love this song. I'm very excited to see what comes next from her. I think she said it's like an EP or something before Should the be. album. I don't know. You can give us both, sis. It's fine. Um, I'm glad I, to see it. I won't complain. Speaking of gospel uh the gospel according to pj by pj morton go ahead and get in your prayer closet with that i really enjoy it um he's got everybody on here he's got jay moss he's got commission of course his daddy bishop paul morton uh leandria johnson the clark sisters got what is it called the gospel according to the PJ? gospel according to pj yeah, he's got a good smoky morphle on there Ooh, it's just kimberrell kimberrell he finishes off with yolanda adams i just really my church down here is doing a drive-up uh, worship service on Sunday. I might have to pull up with that. What 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 church you going to? I might be going to the Impact. You know, you know, you know. I stop fooling with the Impact because yeah, you know, the praise, the praise and worship was lacking. But we just going to get a word in the car. I used to go to. Impact. I like that. Um, you d- in Atlanta, you yeah. did. Yeah, we did. We went to Impact for a minute. Yeah, but yeah, it was that praise and worship that just mm, sometimes I'd be like, I'm gonna just come at ten thirty. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, you know. Um, choir. Anyway, um, and then also honorable mention. Not well. Tweet came out with a song. Never felt this way. It's really. Did really you like funny. it? I, 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 didn't, like I haven't listened to it yet. I like it. It's, you know, where Jasmine gave us, like, you know, I'm heartbroken and all that stuff. Tweet was like, I'm very much in love. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um, and Tweet is just a beautiful vocalist. Um, and she has inspired so many as Solange. You know, Tweet is, yeah, Tweet is everything. And then Lil Wayne put no ceilings on streaming. So I've been having niceness. Come on. Yes. Even though um, it's okay. not the whole whole no ceilings. Right, but it still gave us some things. We had nothing. Okay. Yeah. We had nothing. Yeah. Moving, I have to just uh touch on this artist, uh India India Sean. Mm-hmm. So happy that she's getting her moment. Um she's she has a feature uh with Anderson Pock. It's called Moving On. And great song, great video. I think Anderson Pac actually directed the video. She was doing background vocals for Anderson Pac, so that's why it's kind of really full circle mm-hmm. that he went and you know gave her that feature and just like really pushing her out there because I remember her being in Atlanta and like you know just being in a scene with everybody else and um, then when she moved out here and like really shit just started taking off for her. So I'm really excited. Um, yeah, for this song, it's a great song, and you know whatever else she has to come for us. I, I just am happy for real singers, R and B. I'm happy for music. You know, so we need that right now. So yes, we to do. all the R and B. We do. It can't all be, you know, avocados and bananas. It's the girls like to sing in their accents now and whisper and such. Um, you know, sometimes you need a good vocal. Um, Yes. Television, I don't really have much to get into. I've just been watching Legend of Korra, and that's about it. I keep hearing about it all over Twitter. The Legend of Korra is amazing, y'all. If you're into anime, cartoon, if you just like... Sometimes I watch those things because 
I'm watching thing other things that are very like heavy or you know scary like Lovecraft Country which is like both um you know and I just need something happy-ish to watch and like Legend of Korra has like, adventure it's adventure it has you know themes that are very you know like parallel to today um, you know, just like the first avatar did, but Cora began her ass beat, y'all. They said Cora was a fire avatar, and she Hope cool. is like uh Legend of Korra. I'm Cora. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Listen, but I, I, I love TV. That's kind of like my my little pastime thing and what I do by myself to kind of like decompress like yes. shows and everything. What have you been watching lately? Um P Valley. Been watching. I, we that. keep hearing about that. What what's going on? You know, what's the team with the P show? Valley. Um, you know why I like it? Because it's real raw. And like, if you've like been in strip clubs in the South, like you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like this is real. You know, a lot of times you see stuff on TV, you're like, that is not how it is for real. Right, you know? right, like, you right. Do that. But like, I'm like, mm, this this is pretty real. Pretty you know? accurate. I'm like, this this how it is in the strip club. And mm-hmm. like, this is, this. I could totally see um, a woman like Uncle Clifford running a strip club in you know, in Mississippi or wherever they are, Facts. you know, yeah. it's definitely like, it just, it, it works and it's so raw. Um, it touches on a lot of things that are like, like, I think a lot of TV shows right now are inserting, um, like every pathway of like sexual orientation yeah. and gender and all these things, right. Because we're trying to make them more commonplace. Inclusive. And yeah. P-Valley is definitely that, you know, it talks about, a man being attracted to another man who is transgender, mm-hmm. you know, so, but who hasn't completely, I don't even know if I'm using transition, who has not transitioned yeah. and gotcha. transition and is okay with that identity. Wow. So, but then That's if beautiful. it's a man who's attracted to this other man, right. I'm learning. I'm still learning, guys. But I'm, okay. I'm, I'm learning too. I'm, I'm with the culture. I just am still learning. I don't know. No, and I and I think that's fine. I think you know we are so quick to jump on folks for like saying the wrong thing or not saying things yeah. without even realizing like this is such a new concept for so many for everybody like and people are still learning people are still trying to understand I think if someone is just giving a genuine effort to respect it then then we have to do that and I I, that's why I like P-Valley I'm like okay Mm -hmm. this is a interesting show with a lot of interesting dynamics and then it's introducing something that's like probably not what the typical demographic that would watch a show like P-Valley is expecting to see Mm -hmm. yeah exactly so I like that. Yeah, yeah we're gonna throw a little something on you. you know? Yeah, we're gonna throw some extra shit in. You want to see a whole bunch of ass? That's fine. <laughs> we're also gonna show you some other stuff you might not want to see, but you need to get used to. Exactly. Facts, facts, facts. That's the power I of television. That. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I love it. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been watching. I just, you know, I I really was trying to continue watching Lovecraft Country. Uh, country and you know staying week to week with everyone but it is just not something i want to watch right now like they i don't want to see y'all running for y'all lives i really don't child and they do be running all the time they They always running and but you know what on the first episode i said i've never seen a show a horror show at that that includes black people and the black people are running towards (laughs) the danger Never. 
I said, is this a facade? Are y'all really black? I was about to say that's that's some that's a new thing. You know I know. I mean? Fearless. Like we need to, to fearless things and not run mm. away. Get, Come on, somebody with a word. I like how you brought that full circle. Circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because yeah, it may be, but my Honestly. black ass. Running the other way. Get me out of okay, here. <laughs> please, I'll take it off. I ain't never see a fat girl be a track star. Y'all go see it that day. Okay. You play too much. Be Alice and Felix. Uh, Irritating. What? I'm just saying, I'm gonna be running, child. They have monsters and all type of folk in there. It's too much. But I do I have to watch the last I heard the last episode was was really good. Um I just need to catch up on it because it got too late in the nighttime and I said I'm not going. Mm-mm. Playing with monsters and things at 10, 11, 12 o'clock in the night. I can't mm. do that. I can't do that. I, I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have. I don't have any anything else for which I long. So I'm excited. Hope, we got to talk to you, girl. We got to tell us what's yes. going on. So just, I mean, briefly introduce yourself. Like when you tell people, you know, I have this going on, I have this going on. What do you tell people? Yeah. I know it's not just Mary and May. Yeah, definitely not. You know, I think um, so. A lot of people, of course, know me as the youngest black woman um, in the space. And yeah, I mean, that is a big deal. I I forget that sometimes, too. But, um, you know, this is a brand new industry. We're still in it's still in its infancy It's probably about you know, from a, a, a legal aspect and, you know, all that is probably about really like 10 years old. California has been um, legal medically for like 20 something years. Yes. Mm-hmm. But besides California and the industry is about 10 to 12, I'll give it 15 years old. So we're still really, really early. Um, it's still a, a federally illegal industry um, and it's still legalized only by, at the state level and only certain states and then every state has a completely different process all governed differently and there's no interstate commerce so the industry is extremely difficult to one get into and then two to scale in Mm -hmm. because of those reasons um so that being said you know and it's it's projected to be a multi-billion dollar industry it's one of the fastest growing industries right now period um in the world and that will probably continue f- until it's one of the largest industries in the world. So this is a big boy game and the people who are getting in on the legal side of it right now are the people that will most likely end up being the largest market shareholders um, in the future when it is a hundred billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Um, right. The cool thing about this industry too, and the reason I wanted to get into it was because, you know, it's not like, it's not really a brand new industry, right? Like it's becoming new on the forefront, but like the legacy market, like I like to call it, or like what a lot of people like to call the black market. I just don't like to associate black with bad, but um, the legacy market, because there's nothing wrong with these people that are (laughs) selling or growing cannabis on the other side of it. There's nothing wrong with them. Um, It's huge. It's already worth probably a hundred billion dollars you know there's mm. been estimates on to on how much it's worth but you know it's already there so we're just converting the market to a legal aspect and i think that's really cool because it's almost like it's not a question of if the market will get there it's just when and how right um, right you know it's already there so for me um i am focused on uh building a portfolio of companies within the cannabis industry 
um, that will lead me either to being able to one day go public uh, with a holding company myself or um, to exit and sell to a larger company and build it, start all over, or I'll go work for that larger entity, we'll see. Um, but you know, that, that's my goal within the cannabis industry, but who Hope Wiseman is as a person and all that, like I'm a lot more than just cannabis. Um, you know, I've, I've been so thankful that over the past, maybe I'd say two years, I've really, really fell into my purpose two, three years. Um, and I, I now know that that is to really lead people towards um, generational wealth and to help people um, understand uh, the financial literacy that needs to go behind that in order to build and then maintain generational mm -hmm. wealth actually through generations. I think a lot of people think they, they mix up uh, the terms generational wealth with like rich. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and being rich is great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Glad that you are comfortable and secure in your life. That doesn't mean that your great, great, great grandkids are going to have anything to show for. Right. right. So you have to build things that create legacy and that can go on and, and, and exist in uh, perpetuity, you know? So I think that that is um, my mission in life. And the cannabis industry is my way of doing it myself. Right. Um, and showing other people how to do it. That's, that's the vehicle that's kind of starting my journey. Um, I might not end in this same vehicle, it, meaning I might not end as the queen of the cannabis industry, like I am so deemed, you know, like I might completely get into something else one day, who knows, but you know, when I die, I want to be able to say that I helped people create um, and maintain, build and maintain generational wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. I love that. So... I guess what sparked this interest in cannabis for you? Yeah. Um, because it is such a new industry and, you know, you're one of the first, like, what said, okay, I want to start opening a dispensary. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll start with saying that, like, I, I've always had a relationship with cannabis mm -hmm. um, from an early age. Not always. I mean, I didn't come out the womb with the jam. <laughs> <laughs> um, Imagine. <laughs> the first time I ever smoked, right? Same. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of young. I'm not saying 15 year olds should go out and smoke. I'm not saying that, but I was Definitely about not. 15. Um, and I just thought it was a little interesting that like I liked, and at the time I was calling it weed. I'll just talk like that. Yeah. You know, I liked weed so much compared to like my girlfriends. Like none of my girlfriends really liked to smoke when we were that young. They'd be like, oh, it makes me feel crazy or paranoid, paranoid yeah. or <clears throat> makes me sleepy or it just makes me hungry and all that stuff and I'm like all the guys I was around everybody was smoking you know and they loved yeah. it right me, I was like I remember trying to drink when I was young I was like oh I don't like this right you know, I was like this tastes nasty I don't like how I'm acting right now I can't remember nothing I'm about to throw up I didn't like that but right Cannabis just worked really well and I think it's because I have a high level of anxiety my brain is like like this all day, mm -hmm. all the time. I'm always thinking about a, a thousand things. Like I think way faster than I talk and all that. So yeah. I have to kind of like calm down. So I, I probably have like ADHD or whatever. So okay. yeah, for maybe. Me, yeah, probably, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so cannabis just like calmed me down from an early age, but I was still able to perform and execute on a high level. So I didn't feel like it was hurting me. Mm -hmm. Wherein a lot of people that I knew that did smoke a lot, even when we were young, I was like, oh, they're kind of lazy, you know, like they're a little stupid. But like, for <laughs> me, I was like, 
I don't, you know, like it's not slowing me down. Right. I'm still moving. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. You know, and I think that that's why it was easy for me when I recognized. So I went to school for economics. Mm -hmm. um, And also I was in college all my summers. I spent interning at investment banks. And that's what I ended up doing full time after I graduated for a year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had my job offer like my junior year that summer I got my job offer before I started my senior year. So like, wow. my senior year, nice. I was like, <laughs> Zoot it. I already got my <laughs> All job. All I have to do is graduate. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. Literally that's amazing. <laughs> I just can't get kicked out of school. There's no way I could let my GPA possibly drop low enough. You know, I'm like, I would have to like fail everything. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know if I cared about school that last year, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, my mind was definitely thinking in emerging markets Um, I always had a passion to build a business. My mom raised me with an entrepreneurial spirit and Mm -hmm. she talked to me a lot about building wealth for our family um, and how we would do that. And and it became very clear just studying other people. We have to build something internally ourselves. Is your mom an entrepreneur as well? Yes. My mom is a dentist and owns her own dental practice as well as a real estate investor and now my business partner. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. I love it. So I definitely, I think, because I had a relationship with cannabis and I, it was a positive one and I saw how it really helped me, especially when I got to college, I was t- anxious and, you know, that anxiety went to a whole new level in college. I was away from my family. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, personal things while I was in college and then college is just hard in general for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and I saw how cannabis really helped me um, get through that and cope. Yeah. to do I mean I I started going to therapy and all that as well but I mean cannabis was definitely a part of me getting through that so all that coupled with like my financial background and just looking in emerging markets and my background in economics I saw that this industry was going to be one of the the largest emerging industries that I would ever see in my lifetime Mm -hmm. and that I would have the opportunity to get into at the ground floor level and I saw the the kind of the door slowly closing and I was like, all right, I need to now. It's Slide like, in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, I see what's about to happen. We're about to get priced out. This is going to mm-hmm. be, you know, a, a big boy game. It damn near is already. So this is yeah. I was saying it. Right. Yeah, I'm going to need at least a million dollars to try and apply for a license. And I was like, so it's already halfway priced out for us, you know? So right. I was like, if I wait another five or 10 years when I felt like I would have been ready for ready. it. Mm-hmm. It would have been, I mean, like at that point, this game is going to be, I mean, we're talking about the people who are like billion dollar market caps only are going to be <laughs> the ones that can can um, really get in and build market share. Now there's always going to be opportunity to build businesses probably up to like a 50 to a hundred million dollar market cap. But these big companies that are going to be like worth billion, a billion dollars and or more, the door is closing guys. Like they're already here. Like it's going to be one of these guys that already exists. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, so that's what really inspired me to get into it. I started seeing cannabis like mainstream um, on Time Magazine, CNBC, all of that. I was like, all right, people are accepting it. I've been accepted this. Um, I want to learn more about it and I want to get in at the ground floor level. So that's what got me excited about it in 2014. That's tight. That's, that's so tight. tight. It's literally, we have a very similar story in terms of our love for it because I tried it for the first time when I was 15 with mm-hmm. some older people, mainly guys and, and one of my close um, older like sisters, I guess. And um, 
yeah, I always think about that one time, that one moment, and I just like fell in love. I was like, I love this feeling. Like, it's just great because I have the same sort of like anxious mentality where I'm like always thinking of a thousand things. I can never close all the tabs in my head. And the one time it's like, we just kind of sits me down for a second. It allows me to focus on a thought and it allows me to focus on certain things. So um, I saw early on as well, just like how much of a benefit I could or how much I would benefit from this and it, how, you know, we really what it was was that our parents generation was they, they were spoon fed like this idea about drugs, like, you know, because of what was happening at this. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, un, it's understandable, you know, yeah. what I mean? but it's just like, uh, they told you that this is a gateway drug. They told you because you really don't, it, it, unless you have addictive personality, you know what I mean? And you're I like, I have an addictive personality. And, and I you still don't feel. Never wanted to try heroin. Never in my life. Like, I think, I too think I have an addictive personality. Do you? In certain things, you know, when I like something. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. I'm going to like it. Okay. That's true. But, that's true. Yeah, I've never, I still, you know, clutch my pearls when I see, when people, you know, start talking about cocaine and stuff. I was about to right, say, I, right. was, I literally just thought to myself, I probably should have said cocaine because heroin is going out there for a lot of people. I've never even wanted to try cocaine, guys. Same, like, same, yeah. And I smoke every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah but but that, that notion and that idea that, you know, if you have a high, addictive personality, then this is the gateway drug and you're going to be, you know, a crackhead. And it's just like, oh, okay, right. well, I guess I shouldn't right. do weed, right. I guess. You're such a, a pothead. It makes you lazy and da, 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 like. And granted, uh, early on, like what you said, how some people were very lazy or they smell yeah. bad, like all the time, like those mm-hmm. types of things and those habits. And just also you saying like you were the only like, girl that that's what really triggered this thought for me the only woman or girl at the time in your collective of friends who like really enjoyed it I felt the same way to a certain extent um just because I mean it wasn't like the cute thing to do like now the way like there's so many girls they roll up their own joints like I don't need no dude to come roll my joint for me I got I got me you know what I'm saying it's like it's a different it's a whole nother space um so yeah I'm, I'm happy that you touched on those things that's exciting yeah I remember being younger and thinking that like I would not be able to function um like on weed and that's why for the longest time I stayed away from it like I probably smoked I won't even say smoked I took I inhaled twice in high school <laughs> like after prom or something but I was so like I have to drive I can't you know da, 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 da. And me, I think a um, lot of it is just like it's like kind of in your mind yeah and, and now I'm like I can do anything with weed people don't get is like so you can use you can let's say we're rolling up a J and you hit it and then I hit it we can have two different reactions because mm-hmm. of the way we have receptors that are naturally in our body that yeah um, that the cannabinoids and the terpenes that you're smoking are 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 binding to mm-hmm. so we have different levels of these cannabinoids or I mean, i'm sorry of these uh receptors, receptors. That are, and then mm-hmm. they balance you out to the point where you're in homeostasis but like you can also throw it out of whack the other way so maybe you're here and you want to come here but you end up there you yep. know what i mean and that might be what's happening to you so you kind right. of have to find your dose and your method of of use as well mm-hmm. as you know the type of of cannabis it is because I think a lot of people just have this misconception that you have to smoke, yeah. that you have to get the highest THC 
whatever, and that you have to do those things. There are so many other ways you can use cannabis um, as a topical. So that doesn't actually make you high anyway. And it's spot, you know, treats kind of the area that you put it on. Ailments. Mm -hmm. Yep. You get right on there. And then um, tinctures, that's one way. So that mm -hmm. would be like an oil that you could put like potentially in a drink or just directly in your mouth, um, edibles in other ways, gummies, treats, all these things, you can do that. Um, there are people have put them in inhalers, um, suppositories. Oh, wow. Hold um, on now. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're talking to somebody. You know, put what? my asthmatic they all ass have different levels of THC in it. Or hardly no THC. I mean, like, we're learning all that. There's like hundreds of, of, of compounds in the plant. Um, that we're learning. THC and CBD are not the only compounds in the plant. Um, and just because something is 30% <laughs> THC doesn't mean, oh, I got you, girl. I can like really tell you, I can send you an email with all this stuff in. Oh, seriously. Because yeah, I'm up here I mean, like, I've learned Google so much. Inhaler. This plant is amazing. We still have so much to learn. And right. It, it's really a lot more than what you think, like just getting yeah. you high. Even the person that's like, oh my God, I never want to be high. And I'm like, well, look, do you have back pain or neck pain or something like that? Yeah, take this CBD. Yeah, it has 2% THC in it, but you're not going to get high. You're not even going to feel that. If you take this tincture under and put it on your tongue, let it sit for 30 seconds, swallow the rest of it, I bet you your pain is going to go away. Facts. The uh, one of our good girlfriends who listens to this podcast pretty often, she she gave her mom, I think maybe the ointment. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was maybe the ointment for her arthritis, and or maybe I don't I don't want to say that she has arthritis, but she definitely has wrist pain or like you know. Um, and she couldn't even like open a jar, like it was just like that bad. She started taking that ointment. She called her and was like. You won't believe this. I opened a bottle of wine by myself. Like that sort of excitement, you know, just from using that once or twice, it's like, wow. And and for our parents to really see that or like oh, excuse me. Older generations to see that is like yeah. beautiful. <coughs> excuse lovely, me. Lovely. That's so just a smoker's exciting. cough. Thank you. <laughs> um I wanted I mean, I, I guess like I know how much of, of a um how how involved you are with your community, how much that uh, you you care about your community, like you were talking about generational wealth, how eager you were to just even share this information with us about the cannabis industry. I want to know, or I'm curious to know how you feel you are continuing that work, not just within your particular industry, but just like, you know, healing our, our community, um, be it through, I mean, you could talk about it from the, that side of things, cannabis, but you could also just talk about it just overall, like, yeah. you know, the things that you're educating people with, um, on and like, so on and so forth. Definitely. Um, when it comes to cannabis, you know, through what the platform we have at Mary and Maine, we're trying to do some really tangible things, um, especially in the community that we're in. So we're in Capitol Heights, Mm -hmm. which is in Prince George's County, but Capitol Heights is, um, it's actually one of the focused opportunity zones in Maryland with oh, really? Baltimore City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. nice. So, you know, we're like this area uh, could use a lot of help. Um, there's a food desert in Capitol Heights. So we do a, uh, a farmer's market weekly. Nice. Mm -hmm. um Hosted in our parking lot. We have fresh um, vegetables and fruits and some That's other vendors. Um, yeah, so like I'm really proud about that. Um, we do um, also Capitol Heights, well, Prince George's County, 
um, has the highest level of HIV and new cases of HIV. And Capitol Heights is, of course, um, the number one county in um, or number one city within the county that um, is getting new cases of HIV. So we do wow. HIV mm -hmm. testing. We have a partner clinic that we work with. They come out um, almost every Friday to do free HIV testing. We give away like little gift cards and all that good stuff. Nice. Um, we do. We've been doing voter registration okay. as well. Um, and we are also starting an initiative with a nonprofit called High Five, um, where we can recycle our the actual pop tops. Because right now we were doing we were recycling them at one point, but then we just actually reached out to the recycling center um, that we partner with, and pretty much they said that the pop tops from the cannabis, because all the packaging has to be um, compliant, so pretty much it has to be plastic, pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and they said that the type of plastic it was, you know, they can't technically recycle that in their recycling center. So it ends up going to the landfills anyway. Anyway, wow. wow. So we, we found this nonprofit that works with dispensaries. They found uh, the type of recycling center it would need to go to, which is a special type of recycling center. And then also like the stickers have to be, because we put these stickers on it, um, they have to be taken off and all of that. So there's a nonprofit that... Um, does all of that and they take care of it. They, they, you know, do that whole process that makes it very difficult for dispensaries to actually do or the patient. Um, and we just partnered with them and I'm really excited about that. that. We used to collect pot tops, but then when we found that out, we're like, well, you could just throw it away, you know, right, right. There anyway. Right. But now we figured out a way. So we're trying to find more ways to be green. Um, those I think are some of like the really tangible things that you can see and touch that we are doing as a company. Um, me personally, you know, I'm really spending the rest of this year educating myself as much as I possibly can. I know a lot, but you know, you can always learn a lot Absolutely. more and I'm learning the best way to be able to communicate my messaging and all of that. And starting next year, I'm really going to be sharing a lot more on, um, you know, on financial literacy from the very basic level all the way up to, okay, you know, if you're taking the entrepreneurship route, which you don't have to, but it's a much quicker way to build wealth um, and to build legacy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how to maintain that and then how to ensure that it can be passed down from generation to generation. And I really want to focus on putting out a lot of free content as well as building products and services that can help people achieve that. So starting in 2021, you'll probably see a lot more from me outside of cannabis as well as within the cannabis industry. I'll continue to share tips and you know, help people as much as I can get into the industry because I know a lot of people are interested, which is I completely understand. So yeah. here's some like, <laughs> yeah, I have some ideas we'll talk off the record about, but I, um, yeah, I think that that's amazing. Yes. I think that you're doing all of all of everything, like you said, purpose driven. We started the message today. It's very purpose-driven. You've been doing, you know, the work for so many years. And so I applaud your efforts and I applaud, you know, just what you all are doing um, within the DMV, which is a special place for both of us. Yes. Going, going to Howard, experiencing, you know, working in that area and, you know, living there for the, like, our formative years. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Last little question. So for that one person that's out there that's like okay i want to get into this industry but how what's the one piece of advice that you would give them on like where to start how to start or you know what they could do i mean i have a lot of advice for you right you 
far, but um, I'd say the, the first starting piece would be one, understand the laws and regulations. Do not think that you can just start a business out of nowhere. It, there's a lot of compliance that goes behind it. Even if you are not touching the plant, meaning owning a dispensary, owning a cultivation center, owning a processing center, even if you're starting a marketing company that's going to try and have cannabis companies as your clients, wow. clients even involved there. You might be wondering, how come they won't, how come no bank will, you know, allow me to open up a bank account here? Because your name is marketing for cannabis. Like, that's why. You know, just mm -hmm. little things. So, mm -hmm. you know, make sure you understand the laws and regulations, especially if you're going into plant touching. But if not, you know, even on the even other levels, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Very company, you need to understand. Um, and then, two, if I could give two things, is that you don't have to be a plant touching business in order to make money in this industry. Mm -hmm. um, and you can start one way and end another. So as long as you make, um, and that's honestly probably better, especially at this stage of the game, to establish yourself in the industry. Um, it's not easy to raise money. So it's much easier if you have some sort of track record that's relatable in this industry. Um, so if you have to start with an education company, or if you have to start with a marketing company, if you have to start as a security provider, whatever it may be to get your foot in the door, be able to network and build the connections that you need. Um, there are many other ways to be able to get your foot in the door. You don't have to start out as a dispensary owner and it really may not be cost effective if you don't have access to capital anyway. Right. Nice. Yeah, um, I, I know you said that was the last question, but one more. How are you all operating in the midst of COVID? Like, is, yeah. has, has it been a, any you're essential, right? Yeah, yeah, you're essential business. Essential business, so we never had to shut down. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I think that we just took a lot of the precautions that you've been probably seeing at other businesses that have stayed open. Um, you know, we have plexiglass up. We have limited the amount of people that are allowed inside of the store. We've right. we always had delivery. Well, we didn't, we were beginning to, delivery was going to come on board at this time regardless. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we have implemented delivery. A lot of our patients still are not used to that yet though. So they still come. Um, but we were able to implement curbside service, which we were not able to do before. Gotcha. Um, and that's really helped. So, you know, now we're, it's just retraining our patients to go online and order ahead and um, get used to curbside. A lot of them still want to come inside. Yeah. It's the experience. Yeah. You know, you just, yeah. It's that's still like it. something shiny and new. Like, well, I get to walk into the store and it's. Yeah, they oh, love that. Cannabis. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. That's tight. Um, I'm I'm enjoying my being able to walk into dispensaries and like, you know, because obviously in Georgia, we don't have that quite yet. Um, I, don't I don't know when that like, when that could possibly happen for Georgia. But um, out here, obviously, I, I enjoy that part of the experience. Like, yeah, it's so cool that I can just get it delivered. I can I have yeah. so many options. It's so accessible. Um, so, yeah, just, it's just it's. It's cool. You're going to be here soon. Um, but, you know, yeah, like just finding innovative ways and like, you know, to to really make it normal. Normal. It's not it's not a, it's not a weird like this whole. It doesn't have uh, to be, you know, taboo. It doesn't taboo. Have to be That's what I was looking for. Hidden. Yeah. You can come out of your cannabis closet, guys. No one's <laughs>
So yeah, I think it's exciting. That's why, you know, I share my use. I, I think a lot of people are surprised sometimes. And I'm like, wow, that's funny. If you really knew me, you wouldn't be shocked at all. Right. At all. <laughs> but you know, I, I like that. Like, let me shatter your, your idea of what um, a stoner is. Cause I mean, mm. if you talk about stoner, just like in the amount of times that you use, I guess I'm one. Right. Um, but I have excelled at some of the highest levels, um, and I continue to do so. And, um, yeah, cannabis is not stopping me. If anything, it's helping me. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So well, wonderful. we like to lead the show, um, supporting a black business, um, usually women owned business. So go ahead and tell us uh, more about Mary and Maine, um, yeah. and the other businesses you might want to shout out. Definitely. So, um, Mary and Maine, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter um, at Mary and Maine, and it's M A R Y A N D M A I N. You can find us online at maryandmaine.com. We are right now a Maryland medical cannabis facility, so you cannot shop with us unless you have a Maryland medical card. But if you live in the state of Maryland and you're interested in getting your card, um, if you have, you know, some, I mean, as serious as um, you know, glaucoma or seizures or anything like that, or as, and this is not, not serious, but as common as chronic pain or headaches or insomnia, you do qualify for your medical card in the state of Maryland. Um, so if you're interested in getting your card, you can call us or stop by or check out our website for the steps. Um, we can walk it, walk you through it if you need help. It's not that confusing, but some people sometimes just need extra help and we are here push. to give you a hand. Um, and yeah, so if you're outside of the state of Maryland and you're interested in learning more about the industry or you just want to keep up with me and everything that I have going on, if you are interested in financial literacy tips, all that good stuff, you can follow me on Instagram. That is where I'm most active. Mm -hmm. um, my Instagram name is I am hope so dope, all one word. <laughs> Um, and yeah, you know, I'm developing hopewiseman.com, which like I said, she'll be live in January. Um, and yeah, I share a lot of tips about cannabis. Um, I'm going to begin sharing a lot more about financial literacy and entrepreneurship in general, running a business. Um, and I'm really excited to, to kind of release some of the projects that I've been working on. One of which is, um, I'm working with two, uh, other partners, one of which is a copywriter and the other um, is a former tech exec now has a CBD line where we're creating a CBD agency where we can help you from brand identity, naming your company, all that good stuff to oh, actually nice. sourcing your product and sourcing your packaging, oh, and your packaging design, all the way to developing your website and your content strategy and even managing wow. your uh, marketing and content strategy. So our CBD agency is called Leafed. Uh, we're hoping to be able to launch in September, maybe October, potentially. Um, I'm sure you guys know what it's like launching new businesses. Yes. Uh, <laughs> me, I know. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, I got a lot, a lot going on, guys. So you'll probably con continue to see little things like, oh, wow, she's doing that. Oh, she's doing that. Oh, she's doing that. But just know I've been planting seeds for years. Um, I know that's right. Growing right now. That's all that's happening. Yep. Uh, yeah, leafed coming soon. Um, Mary in Maine, if you're in Maryland, 
Um, and look out for us potentially in some other states coming soon. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're moving over here. And um, definitely just keeping, if, if you don't remember anything at all and you want to keep in touch with all the stuff I have going on, just follow me on Instagram. I am Hope So Dope. Yes, I love harvest it. them seeds. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> thank um, you so much. Yeah, honestly. thank you so much. We really enjoyed this conversation. I uh, am a huge fan of women doing amazing things, especially Same. in spaces that were not built for us. Talk about it because these we are welcome anywhere, and that's what I, I yeah. want the theme of this conversation to be. Is like know that you are welcome at any place that you feel fit. You know. Um, so yes, thank you so much. I, I want to just spotlight your business this week. Erica, I don't know if you had, yeah, no, uh, I don't have any. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. That was it. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> well, as always, you guys make sure you follow us individually. Uh, my page is Sammy approved and E. I'm at E told you so on Instagram and such. And you can always follow our podcast at girlfriends pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can like us on Facebook at girlfriends podcast and Go to our website. Yep. You can mosey on over to girlfriends.com to check out episodes, learn more about me and Samantha here. And yeah. Lovely. All right. All right. See y'all next week. Bye. Thanks.